Hello, hello. Welcome to Babe of the Day. That is Johanna Roberts. And that is Kyron Wheatley. And we are all here for Equal Opportunity Dream Vote Appreciation. Today, a deep cut. Kinda. We're looking at the Hollywood costume designer, award-winning costume designer, Ori Kelly. Now, there was a documentary about Ori Kelly recently, and he's Australian. Fact check, Miles, where's Ori Kelly from? He's from Kayama. I know that. Oh. <laughs> do I get a prize? Uh, you do get a prize. <laughs> do that I get a gold a star? <laughs> uh, yeah. And until a few, only a few years ago, he was uh, Australia's most pro- prolific Oscar winner. And yeah. also the least well-known. Like, nobody even realized he was Australian. Nobody really talked about him. The only reason I know about him is this documentary that um, Gillian Armstrong did quite recently. Was it Gillian Armstrong? Am I conflating her with another great Australian director? <laughs> You're correct. Oh, my God. I'm just one for one on facts today, guys. I'm real proud of myself. <laughs> so who's Ori Kelly? <laughs> so Ori Kelly... Um, was he was a Hollywood costume designer. He won three Oscars. And so he wrote this he he wrote like he wrote like his diaries, his memoirs, and they were discovered by this director, by Gillian Armstrong, when she was kind of researching. She'd heard about this guy and she's like, his diaries must be around. There's all these references to him having written a diary. And it's called like Women I've Undressed because, you know, he was a costume designer. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, and she found his diaries and they are kind of notable for the fact that he barely mentions the fact that he won three Oscars. If I wrote a diary, I'd be like, won another Oscar. God, I'm so good. <laughs> won another one. Like, I'm yeah. just the best fucking ever. And that just, yeah, he he hardly mentions these huge achievements. He talks a lot about his early life, interestingly enough, and it was actually a pretty interesting life. So he was born in Kayama, and then he spent Which is some like time on the north coast of New South, south Wales? Coast. South it's coast on the of south new coast. South it's south a south really Wales. lovely little beach town. Uh-huh. I've spent a lot of time in Kayama. It's great. Had no idea that Ori Kelly had come from Kayama. It's I'd not think, the kind of a place like the, the I fashion... I Kayama didn't even know. Fashion in Kayama I wouldn't have conflated with... Uh, you know, old Hollywood. Yeah, but the thing is, he left Kayama, he went to Sydney, uh, and he fell in with... Uh, so he was working in the theatre, I think, and he fell in with the kind of the criminal element in Sydney in the 30s, Miles, am I right? 20s? 20s? 30s? <laughs> Correct. In 1914, he went to Sydney to study uh, okay. banking. He was only 17, though. So, um, So at some point... Ori Kelly fell in with this uh, Sydney pickpocket of some notoriety called Gentleman George. <laughs> Gentleman George. Gentleman George. And I think they had some kind of relationship and it ended with Ori... Sexual relationship. Yeah, I believe so. Uh, and it ended with Ori Kelly moving to London quite quickly because he wanted to get away. <laughs> because ah. I, I guess when you break it off with... Uh, a fairly well-known guy in the Sydney underworld that maybe there would be repercussions okay. that aren't just the usual, like, oh, we broke up and I'm really sad. Yeah. <laughs> so he moved to London. And in London, he met this actor, this struggling actor called Archibald Leach. Who, Everyone has such fantastic names. Yeah, in this but age. do you know? Ori Kelly, Gentleman George, Archibald Leach. Do you know what Archibald what Leach changed his name to, though? No. Cary Grant. <laughs> okay, well, two questions. Uh-huh. 
Firstly, no, actually one question. If your name's Archibald Leach, why would you change it? Because Cary Grant is so much better. Archibald Leach is a great name. It's Hollywood. Fact check. Is Archibald Leach a great name? <laughs> well, a Bond villain. Uh, okay. Right answer. Also, can we keep a running tally of how many times Bond comes up in this? Because oh, I yeah, feel we like need a that's ding a... sound for every time Bond comes up. <laughs> it's a real thread. <laughs> uh, so he he was he was roommates, which may or may not be a euphemism uh, with Archibald Leach uh, for a while, and he's like designing scarves and he's kind of making his money by doing some. So is he fashionable um, in Australia before he left? No, I mean, or did he, he was, develop he was this study, in London? studying banking. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like, I think when he moved to London was kind of when he had the opportunity to make money. So he's doing beautiful silk, hand-painted silk scarves, making pretty good money out of mm-hmm. it, as far as I can tell. And then I... Like at markets and stuff? Yeah, I, I don't know. That would be a factual thing that <laughs> I'm just not interested in. <laughs> what we really need to know is, though, he eventually moved to the States, and so did so did his erstwhile roomie, uh, Archibald Leach, who the the whole story of Ori Kelly actually made me not like Cary Grant very much because it basically sounds as if once they both came to Hollywood and they were, you know, obviously working and living in the same circles, he kind of just dropped him, like sort of pretended that he didn't really know Ori Kelly or that they'd had this this right. whole past life together, which I do understand in the climate of the time, but also mm. just seems super mean. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so that made me, I, I didn't feel very friendly towards Cary I understand that, though, the climate Grant. of the time, like, you know, especially when you're, if you're trying to be a Hollywood actor. Yeah, but you don't have to be like, hey, this is my ex-boyfriend. You could just be like, hey, this is my friend from London. Like, yeah. you don't, there's degrees, you know. <laughs> yeah, totally. There's degrees that you can do it. So anyway, Ori Kelly gets to Hollywood and he just works on every single great movie that you've ever seen. He did all the beautiful costumes for Ingrid Bergman in Casablanca. And mm-hmm. she just looks like a goddess in that entire film. I mean, she's yeah. a goddess anyway, but. Well, maybe the most you know, famous shot of any movie ever. Yeah. He would have done yeah. the costumes for. Yeah. And I mean, and like I said, he won three Oscars. And I'm going to tell you the films that he won three Oscars for because this is facts that I really should just, you know, have to hand. So he got, he also designed a lot for musicals. So he wasn't just like making pretty dresses. He was making well constructed clothes that weren't going to fall apart when you were dancing in them for like 14 hours straight. Mm. So he really knew his shit. Like he was very, very good at what he did. And he designed a lot for Betty Davis as well. And she always looked totally amazing. And the, the Oscars that he won, uh, his, uh, like, so he won three Oscars for costume design, one in 1951 for An American in Paris, you know, big Gene Kelly uh, movie, great costumes. That kind of goes without saying. He won an Oscar for it. Not that the Oscars always get it right, but they did in this case. Um, he also won in 1957 for Les Girls, which was another um, Gene Kelly musical. And then he also, and this is my favorite, in 1959, he won for Some Like It Hot. Oh. Which is, you know, the... the One of your faves. It's so good. And the dresses in particular, the thing about Some Like It Hot and the dresses in Some Like It Hot is that there are two dresses that are basically uh, replicas. One is black and one is white that Marilyn wears at various points in the movie. And she's essentially naked. This is a movie that was made in the end of the 50s and it was set in the 20s and she is naked. Like, it's amazing. She looks so beautiful. They're like these sequin dresses. They look flimsy as hell, but they would have been super well constructed. Mm. And she just looks phenomenal. And the first time I saw that movie, I kind of couldn't believe how racy they were because she just, you know, she's just being served up in these dresses and it's incredible. And one of the... 
best things that I kind of found out recently from seeing, you know, um, behind the scenes shots from that movie is that both of those dresses, they had a little cutout heart on her butt. <laughs> so just like a little cutout, just like a clear yep. space of a little heart on each of the dresses. And it's so cute and it's so funny. And you never see that in the movie. It's not even in the film. You never see a shot where you can see that little heart. But the fact that like he put it in and I think they they probably, I mean. The detail. Yeah. And everyone, you know, has stories about how Marilyn Monroe was a nightmare on set. But I think they, they in all the pictures, they seem to have had like a really great relationship. And I think the fact that he put details like that in her costumes also speaks to that. I mean, in my head anyway, I don't know if any of that's true, but I like to think that it is. Mm. Um, so yeah, he just had this phenomenal career and I can't believe that we didn't even, particularly since Australia really likes to claim if totally. we have anyone who has any kind of star power overseas, especially the fact that we don't even know about Ori Kelly just astounds me because I really thought, would have thought that that would be a guy that we would be talking about constantly and being like, Kayama boy done good. Babe of the Day is produced by me, Miles Martignoni. Our theme music is by Georgia Mooney. Our logo is by Greedy Hen. And special thanks to 2SER 107.3, where we record the show. If you want to get in touch, and it would be lovely to hear from you, Babe of the Day is part of the Betapods network. So you can email us at babeoftheday at betapods.net. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at Babe of the Day Podcast. Let us know what you think. Do we miss anything, Miles? Quick fact check before we go. Well, he when he passed away, um, his pallbearers included Kelly Grant, Tony Curtis, Billy Wilder, George Cooker, and his eulogy was read by Jack L. Warner. Oh, not bad. Like yeah. one of the Warner brothers. <laughs> is that right? Is that who he is? I haven't fact checked that yet. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely how Jack Warner wants to be remembered. <laughs> Just one of the was Warner Brothers. A Canadian-American film executive who was the president and driving force behind the Warner Brothers studios. Oh. <laughs> you are looking at a guy who assumed that a Warner in Hollywood was a Warner Brother. Well, it was more that I think Jack Warner would be mad that you weren't like, here was the president of the company. <laughs> <laughs>